The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين قيوم السماوات والأرضين مدبر الخلائق أجمعين باعث الرسل صلواته وسلامه عليه مجمعين إلى المكلفين لهدايتهم وبيان شرائع الدين بدلائل القطعية ووضحة البراهين أحمده على جميع نعمه وأسأله المزيد من فضله وكرمه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك لألواهد القهار الكريم الغفار وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وحبيبه وخليله أفضل المخلوقين المكرم بالقرآن العزيز بالمعجزة المستمرة على تعاقب السنين وبالسنن المستنيرة للمسترشدين المخصوص بجوامع القلم وسماحة الدين صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى سائر النبيين وآل كل وسائر الصالحين رب الشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الوقت من لساني يفكه قولي رب زدني علما اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلت سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الأربع من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشى ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يسمع إنما العمال بالنيات وإنما لكل مرئ ما نوى أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one who is uh, The one who has created the heavens and the earth the who has sent the messengers may the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon all of those messengers who are sent with the clear evidences the clear proofs uh, for mankind uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send his salutations upon the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family upon his household upon his companions and all those who follow in his footsteps until yawm al-qiyamah we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ikhlas for sincerity we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to clear our hearts and our minds to purify our hearts and our minds so that we proceed solely seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from knowledge which is of no benefit useless no benefit uh, from a heart that does not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from a soul that is not content uh, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuge from a supplication that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not respond to. We also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahumma anfa'ni bima'allamtani wa'allamni ma'yanfa'ni wa'zidni ilban alhamdulillah ala kulli halu wa'a'udhu billahi min halih ahli nar We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase our knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to benefit from this knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the impediment from our speech uh, from our tongues so that we may communicate the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all high in the most eloquent and the clearest of ways Amin Amin And on that note I want to welcome you to uh, The weekly live learning show With me Hafiz Shaban Every Thursday From 7pm to 8pm On Inspire FM 105.1 FM Inshallah ta'ala 0158 is the number here in the studio uh, 0779481822 0779481822 is the number For your social media messages Your WhatsApp Or your SMS messages Inshallah ta'ala Currently as part of the series On, on the weekly live learning Show we are traversing through the the Arba'in uh, and Nawi, the forty hadiths of Imam and Nawi, uh, reflecting upon them and also reflecting upon some of the lessons that we can uh, we can take from that that hadith. But you know, recent events as uh, as cast some. Um, uh, has cast my thought and has cast my reflections and has caught my attention uh, to a particular hadith uh, and that hadith you know I wanted to reflect upon that and perhaps share that with yourselves uh, in, in this show this evening inshallah ta'ala and perhaps inshallah ta'ala it will uh, act as a reminder for myself and for my heart and for my, uh, for my soul and for my mind and maybe it will also act as a, a solace as a source of comfort and a source of uh, 
uh, yeah, a source of comforting fa- or a comforting factor for many of my listeners, inshallah. Ta'ala. So, as I said, recent events, you know, uh, made me, uh, you know, uh, you know, traverse through circumstances which made me reflect upon this hadith of the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and I chose to share this hadith with you uh, today. Recently, I realized, uh, subhanallah, uh, or, or, you know, I realized that recently I was finding it difficult to, to shed tears in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, I, and, and I feel it's, it's quite shameful uh, that we are unable to shed tears in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, has our hearts, or uh, have, have our hearts, or has my heart become so hardened and so desensitized from the realities of Rohingya Muslims and the suffering of the Kashmir Muslims and the suffering of the Xinjiang Muslims and 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 and, and just from the surmounting sins, right? My my our surmounting sins, my surmounting sins that no longer these realities induce tears from our coarse hearts. Right, recent period, I realized also perhaps that I wasn't spending enough time or enough time with my hands raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in supplication, in dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Astaghfirullah, perhaps shaitan, he puts the thoughts in, in our hearts, in our minds that we don't need anything from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything is going well, so I don't need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything. I have a job, I have a family, I have a, a home, I have a car, and I have everything. So there's nothing there to ask from Allah subhanahu Subhanahu wa ta'ala, astaghfirullah. Maybe shaitan, he puts his thought in our minds. But at least, if we needed something from our Creator, we would stop, we would pause, we would reach out, and we would raise our hands in dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We would raise our hands in, to the sky and we would ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recent times, maybe I, I, I realized that, you know, that the regular slot that I had allocated for tahajjid salah was slipping. It was moving and it was slipping away from becoming a regular schedule to a more haphazard. If I woke up, then I would have prayed. If I didn't wake up early, I, I didn't pray the tahajjud. Right? And, and some of us might be able to relate to some of these, these feelings, some of these experiences. And then the next experience that I'm about to share with you, a lot of you will also be able to relate to that because then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you're in that period of time, when you're in that phase, when you're going through that phase, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He caught me. He caught me. And He put me into a trial. And then He tested me. And you wouldn't be surprised to, to hear and to realize that all of the slumber and all of the slackness and all the excuses had gone. They had all gone. Tears which previously were, were seldom to come through were now flowing freely. Coarse hearts had remedied, had remedied instantly. Time was automatically reprioritized and hands were out morning and evening in supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's then that I pondered upon this hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi as I held on to it. As I sought help through this hadith of the of the of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, as I sought help from Allah subhanahu wa taala to make this hadith and to make the other ayats of the Quran a source of stability, a source of recourse, a source of glad tidings for the days, for the moments, and for the months or the weeks that one wouldn't go through in pain. And that's why I, I thought, you know, let, let me reflect upon my own personal experiences and let me share my personal experiences and let me share, share my personal thoughts and let me share in what I found solace and, and, what, and what, what I found stability and what I find uh, as, as a recourse. And maybe you as a listener will be able to reflect and maybe you will be able to, you know, not go, go down the road that I went down. And on the authority of Suhaib, may Allah be pleased with him, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, this is the hadith, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ وَلَيْسَ ذَاكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ سَرَّأُ شَكَرٌ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ ضَرَّأُ Sabar fakana khayrun lah. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Amazing, incredible. 
What an exceptional affair it is of a believer. What an incredible affair of a believer. Incredible is the affairs of the believers. Why? Because all of the affairs of the believer, verily all of the affairs of the believer are good. And this is not, and this is not for anyone except the believer. And we will go through this in a short while. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is saying he's reflecting upon the believer and he's reflecting upon the journey of the believer, the experiences of the believer, the affairs of the believer and the Messenger of Allah is saying what an incredible story is the story of the believer because all of the affairs in the life of the believer are good. And it is only for the believer that all of his affairs are good. Why? Because if something good happens to him, if something good or something, uh, something of happiness it befalls him, i.e. he receives glad tidings, he is, he is receiving and the recipient of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he finds himself in that state, then he is grateful and he does shukr and he is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if he falls into harm, and if he falls into a trial, and if he falls into a tribulation, and he is patient, and he is patient, then that is also good for him. Right? If he falls into harm, or he falls into a trial, he falls into tribulation, and he is patient, then that is also good for him. And this was narrated by Sahih Muslim. And wallahi, my experiences made me really reflect upon this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and I want to expand upon this in the remaining part of the show. And firstly, right? I mean, you know, you have the commentary from the mufassirin, you have commentary from the muhaddisin, you have commentary from the many of the ulama, Sheikh al-Islam ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he comments on this hadith, and he says from, from this that we can understand very clearly from this hadith, the state of affairs of the believer. The state of the affairs of the believer, we can understand they will change in this life. They will change in this life. And we know no one is perpetually in one state in this life. No one is in a perpetual state. Whether you are grateful or not grateful. Whether you're an obedient Muslim or a disobedient Muslim. Whether you're a believer or whether you're a disbeliever. Your state of affairs will never ever remain constant. They will constantly fluctuate. And they will fluctuate between different categories. right? And this is what Shaykh al-Islam is saying. Ibn Aqim al-Jawziyah he's saying that the state of the affairs state of affairs of the believer it changes in life sometimes one of them he says is a state of receiving the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right this is a state that you know we are constantly in the state of receiving the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even when we are in difficulty we have blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and this is a large segment of our lives is full of blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says it is obligatory for the believer that when he is in the state of receiving the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show gratitude in shakartum la'azidannakum wala in kafartum we know this ayat of ayah from the Quran it is obligatory upon him in this state to show and to display gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're going to discuss this in a short while another state of the believer is the state of being tested and this is the state that I'm referring to it's a state of being tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it is obligatory upon the believer. It is obligatory upon the believer to to steady his heart, to firm his heart, to remind his heart, to remind himself, to remind his soul that you have to be patient. You have to be patient. And you have to observe patience. This is the second state. And then he discusses uh, Ibn Al-Qayyim, uh, he discusses the third state. And the third state he discusses is the state of committing a sin, committing sin. Right? We will go through this phase you know, of, of a believer when he is neither in the period of a trial, he is neither in the period of receiving the blessings of Allah, rather he is in a state of, of, you know, of sin, 
of ma'asi or of of uh, of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and during this state he says it is obligatory upon the believer to seek forgiveness for his sin and the servant he says he does not go outside of the fluctuation between these three states so if we generally look at our lives our lives are categorized into these three very very broad categories a category when we are in in the uh, recipient of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gratitude is owed to uh, is owed from us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a second state is a state of being tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is obligatory upon us to remind our souls remind our hearts to steadfast our hearts to steadfast our souls to to you know pull ourselves together and remember that we must be patient in this in this difficult period of time and the third is the state when we are committing sins and we are disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is obligatory upon us in this state to seek the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the three broad categories that Ibn al-Qayyim he discusses when he discusses this particular hadith. But I want to I want briefly break this this hadith down into these three categories plus a, plus a, an overall overarching view of this particular hadith. The first thing that strikes to to me in terms of this hadith is the vision that the hadith gives to the believers. The vision of positivity that this this hadith gives to the believers, and it's so so critical and it's so so pivotal, right? That we are uh, our hearts and our minds and our souls, uh, you know, uh, are like sponges. They are absorbed by these reminders, right? They are moist by these reminders. They are moist by these, you know, ayats of the Quran and these hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Because when the turbulence hits, when when it gets difficult, when you are in the middle of the trial in a tribulation, it is too late to try to absorb these ayats and these hadiths into your heart and to steady your heart, to stabilize your heart because your heart is out of it is, it is beyond the capacity of stabilizing, you can't stabilize it because it's, it, it's, gone, it's gone loose it can only be stabilized if, if beforehand you have reminded your heart you have conditioned your heart, you have trained your heart it's like throwing you into, a, in, in, into the middle of a sprint or throwing you into the middle of, of, of a marathon. If you've never trained and you've never ran and you've never done you know, you know, conditioning at that level, you're going to find very, very difficult and you will fall, you will collapse, you will even, even pass away. You will not be able to complete the course. So the, the, these ayats and these reminders and, and the text and, and the hadith, these are pivotal for us to shape, our, shape up our hearts, shape up our minds, shape up our nafses and shape up our personalities in the days of goodness so that when the days of trial and tribulation come along, we are able to steady ourselves. And this hadith, subhanAllah, the vision that this hadith gives is quite fascinating, is quite incredible. And the positivity that emanates from this hadith is absolutely incredible. And no, and no more than the words of the hadith, the opening words of the hadith itself. Amazing is the fear of the believer. Look at the choice of words of the Messenger of Allah. May Allah you know, uh, send his salutations upon the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Amazing is the affair of the believer. All of his affair is good. And this is for none except for the believer. Look at the use of words. Amazing. Astonishing. Isn't it amazing? Think about what, what the Messenger of Allah is saying. Isn't it incredible? Is it not amazing? Is it not astonishing? Is it not worth reflecting? Is it not, is, is it not something for us to ponder? That the affairs of the, of the believer are truly amazing. And in that is glad tidings. In that is glad tidings, if we understand the glad tidings. And verily all of his affairs are good. So irrespective of what happens to you, uh, to happens to you in this life, irrespective of whether good, good comes to your way, or irrespective of whether there is trial after trial, and difficulty after difficulty, if you have the correct mindset and the correct conditioning of the heart, then all of this will be good for you. All of this will be good for you. 
and this will only be good for the one who believes in Allah and His Messenger, and it is none for, except for the believer of uh, believer in Allah and His Messenger. And this is some of these things that are unique for the believer. Look at the vision, look at the personality, look at the psychology, look at the mentality that will be established upon someone who has the foundational understanding based upon you know this kind of hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It prepares us. It prepares, it prepares us for the inevitability. Islam is not going to tell you that it's all going to be rosy. Islam doesn't tell you it's all going to be easy. Islam doesn't tell you that once you become a believer, then it's all ease in this world and it's all ease in the hereafter. No, Islam does not say that. Rather, Islam prepares man for the inevitability. It prepares man okay, in, in ways that no other belief, no other system prepares man. It tells man and it puts man in touch with the reality of life. Reality of life is going to be, there are going to be good times and there's going to be the harsh times. There's going to be good, the good times and there's going to be the, the challenges. And Islam it demands and Islam conditions the believer to be prepared for those conditions. It's no false dawn, no false promises. Right? No false dawn, no false promises, but rather a very, very clear outlook to what you can expect as a believer. And then it's, it's cl- exclusive for the believer. Look towards today's society, look at and compare between the, the, the mu'min, the Muslim, and the kafir, and you will see that the mu'min and the Muslim and the muhsin who believes in Allah, believes in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, holds on to the kitab, holds on to the hadith, right? Uses the Quran and the hadith as his solace, as his comfort, as his source of recourse, even though he will find it difficult and he will go through pain and he will go through emotions. But yet he will be able to control his heart and his mind and he will be able to compose himself to some degree because of the promise of Allah and his messenger. Only because of the promise of Allah and his messenger. Whereas the one who disbelieves, when he falls into despair, when he falls into hardship, when he falls into difficulty, He's unable to, to, to refer to this recourse. He's unable to find solace. He's unable to, to understand the meaning of life. He's unable to reconcile why this is happening to me. And he falls into despair and he falls into depression and he falls into distress. And he does what he ought not to do. And, he fall, and he, his, his life is miserable. His life is miserable. So subhanAllah, this hadith, the opening hadith, the opening words of this hadith gave me a source of inspiration, gave me a source of vision, gave me a source of you know, comfort, gave me a source of positivity that hold on to, you know, the, the, the affairs of the believer are, are, are positive, the affairs of the believer are good, the affairs are incredible of, of the believer. Whatever comes your way, they are incredible. And as long as you are, you are whole, as long as you are steadfast, as, as long as you uh, as long as you on istiqama, as long as you persevere, then your affairs are good for you. And Subhanallah, when we come back from the commercial break, we will we'll try to see if we can wrap up this uh, this hadith. I might go overrun. But after the opening of this uh, of, of this hadith, the, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi he gives us an explanation of this, and he says, as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi says, in in asabathu sarrau, okay, in asabathu sarrau shakar, fakana khayran lahu, wa in asabathu dharrau sabar. Right? And that's what we're going to go into next inshallah. The Prophet then continues and he says, right? If something good, if something of happiness befalls him, he is grateful and he and and, and and that is good for him. He is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is good for him. Right? If something good happens to him, if he is in the state of happiness, he is in a state of joy, everything seems to be going positive for him. Right? He is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is doing shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is good for him. But I want to expand upon this, right? Because I'm not talking about lip service of being shukr Allah. Right? I'm not talking about lip service of Alhamdulillah. And that is why I want to stretch our understanding of what does it mean being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And, and if we are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does it mean that we do not face trials and tribulations? How do we be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because a lot of us say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah for what everything, everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. But is that enough? Right? Is that enough? And of course, indeed, it is obligatory upon him to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I'malu ala Dawood shukra wa qalilun min ibadi shukur. Work, O family of Dawood. Work and, and give thanks to Allah, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there's only a few, wa qalilum, there's only a few of my people, of my, sla- of my slaves, who are truly grateful. Right, so we're going to go into a commercial break, inshallah ta'ala. When we come back from the commercial break, then inshallah we will continue to expand upon uh, uh, this first area, which is the state of blessings, and how should we respond to a state of blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just a reminder you, we meet Hafiz Shaban on the weekly live learning show every Thursday from 7pm to 8pm on Inspire FM, on a 5.1 FM, inshallah. Uh, and we are discussing the, the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa verily the affairs of the believer uh, amazing, right? Uh, 0158241822077948182 for your thoughts. We're going to go into commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Until then, Assalamu alaikum alaykum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome back to a weekly live learning show with me, Hafi Shaban. Uh, on Inspire FM every Thursday from 7pm to 8pm. Uh, 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. 0779481822 for your SMS, WhatsApp messages. Inshallah ta'ala. First half of the show we were uh, having a conversation on the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ وَلَيْسَ ذَاكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ سَرَّأُ شَكَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ ضَرَّأُ صَبَرْ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ Right, so this is on the authority of Suhaib. May Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet وسلم, said, Amazing is the affair of the believer. Amazing is the affair of the believer. Verily, all of his affair is good. And this is not for no one except the believer. If something good, something of happiness befalls him, he is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is good for him. And if something harmful befalls him, he is patient and that is also good for him. So in the first half of the show, we looked at uh, the context, we looked, we looked at the opening statement and, and the positivity and the vision that this hadith gives to the believers, a vision of being positive, a, a vision of being optimistic, a, a vision of trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and a vision that realizing that whatever happens in your life, right, whatever happens in your life, in that is good. In that is good. And this is what the Prophet ﷺ has told us and explained to us here, as long as we understand it in the correct way. As long as that we understand it in the correct way. And this is only glad tidings for the believers only. Uh, and then we started to discuss the first category, which is if something good happens to him, right? If something, you know, of, uh, of uh, good uh, nature happens to him, then he is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I want to expand slightly upon this. You know, all of us, we are blessed with many blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're blessed with health. We're blessed with wealth. We're blessed with children. We're blessed with, uh, you know, uh, marriage. We're blessed with our home, with cars, and and so on and so forth. The list is endless, right? These are all from the blessings of Allah, and indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَوَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ If you try to count the the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you won't be able to count them, right? But how many of us show thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these favors? Less than a few. وَقَلِيلٌ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ Very, very few of my servants are grateful. And this is what we need to understand. What does it mean to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Now, in reality, we fall into one of the, one of the, one of the following categories. Those who pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generally follow the halal and the haram, fulfill the obligation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with. 
But subhanallah, can we ever be, can we ever say enough of Alhamdulillah? Can we ever say enough of shukr Allah? Can we ever be amongst those who have, you know, who give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praise Allah, give thanks to Allah, the, the, you know, the amount that He deserves? Impossible. Impossible for us. And many of us would fall into the category, right? And I found myself falling into this category. When we pray but we don't have time to make dua after salah. Right? When tahajjud becomes at the back burner. Right? And the morning azkars, you know, gets, uh, start slipping away. The ishraq prayers start slipping away. Right? And we've become busy. we become busy and we don't have even time to, to raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is my point that uh, most of the times we associate raising our hands, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it, it, only in a state when we desperately need something from Allah. But where is the time that we dedicate when we raise our hands to Allah, not to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though we're constantly in the need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the time when we raise our hands and say, you know, I'm going to raise my hands today just to glorify Allah, just to praise Allah, just to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, I just want to, you know, you know, sometimes, you know it's, it's a very, it's, it's, it's an interesting way that we look at it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't get tired of us asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves for us to ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are constantly asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the nature of us constantly asking. And sometimes we feel into this category where we, we feel that we've got what we need but what about, this is my point, what about, you know, let me change my discourse with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today. Today I'm not going to raise my hands to ask for something specifically. I'm just going to glorify Allah. I'm just going to praise Allah. I'm just going to give thanks to Allah for everything Allah has given me. Where is that time that we dedicate to, for, for that purpose? Where is that conscientious remembrance, gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, specifically calling out? And saying thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, giving, giving a shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, whether it's spent, you know, in, in a dedicated time in dua, whether it's the sadaqah, whether it's in the increasing of the sadaqah. Can we ever do enough? Of course not. But that's the point that I realized I was, I was slipping in, is that conscientious remembrance, gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, raising my hands and saying, Oh Allah, glory be to Allah for everything that you've given me, Oh Allah. Right, and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even when in, in, in goodness in the state of goodness still asking Allah the point here is asking Allah even in the state of goodness and I think that's something that we disassociate we don't do that a lot of us don't do that we ask Allah when we're in need of something right I, it's something explicit I, we've hit a problem we've hit a trial we've hit a tribulation now we're raising our hands to Allah and asking Allah but the point is we should be constantly asking Allah, we should constantly be making dua to Allah. And even if it's a dua of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even when everything is going well, we should be raising our hands and saying Alhamdulillah. And that is a, 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 a part that I think a lot of us fall short on. And then there's, there's others who have egos and are self-centered and they think or it leads them to believe that they are responsible for their own success. May Allah forgive us from falling into that category. And then there's a, a, the other category where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is missing from oneself, right? They just haven't got the time to acknowledge, engage or fulfill their obligations and duties towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're just running after the dunya and they're speeding behind dunya and they don't even have time for their obligations, never mind saying shukrullah, never mind giving gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't even have time and they don't even make time for fulfilling the obligations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we fall into this category when we are falling under the under the state of the blessings of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that is the point. We must all remember that these good times do not last. Good times do not last. And isn't that the rule of this dunya? Isn't that the rule? That good times do not last. When good times transpire, when our good times pass away and pass on, are we ready to deal with the aftermath? And I don't just mean materially. Many of us are materially very well. You know, we, we lose a job, we're materially, you know, stable. 
We have a home, we have a car, we have clothing, we have food, and we can survive three months, six months, nine months, twelve months, even longer. Materially, many of us are sound. But I'm not talking about the material element. I'm talking about the spiritual element. I'm talking about the emotional element. I'm talking about the, the psychological element. I'm talking about the mental state of affairs. These are the areas. I'm talking about the heart, the state of our hearts, the state of our minds. These are the areas which jitter and where we find ourselves most vulnerable and we find ourselves that we've lost it. We find ourselves that we've lost it. Right? And that is what we need to prepare for. We need to prepare for those times. And this is what this hadith is telling us. It is telling us, yes, we are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in goodness. We are thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when good you know, comes to us. But also I want to remind ourselves that when good comes to us, we are grateful to Allah, but we are also still connecting with Allah. We are still raising our hands to Allah. We are showing gratitude to Allah. We are making our time to show our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because these good times, not only do we thank Allah for these good times, but we also realize that our tough times are just around the corner. Our tough times are just around the corner, and we need to be prepared for that. And that is why in the hadith, uh, I believe 19 of Arba'in and Nawi, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he told us, وَفِي الرِّوَايَةِ غَيْرُ التِّرْمَزِي اِحْفَزِ اللَّهَ تَجِدْهُ أَمَامَكَ تَعَرَّفْ إِلَى اللَّهِ فِي الرَّخَائِ يَعْرِفُكَ فِي الشِّدَّةِ وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّمَا أَخْتَعَكَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَكَ وَمَا أَصَابَكَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُخْتِعَكَ وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبْرِ وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبِ وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَ and that is why the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa he reminded me, and he reminded us, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, always be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you're conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find Him in front of you. Recognize and acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recognize and acknowledge and build your relationship with Allah, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease, in times of prosperity, in times of goodness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember you in times of difficulty. Allah will remember you in times of adversity. Allah will remember you in times when you fall short. And when you, fi- when you find yourselves in problems. Allah will remember you. Allah will not forget you. Allah will not overlook you. Allah will not forget about you. Allah will not leave you alone in your adversity. You should know, I should know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you. And that is only when you recognize and you acknowledge and you build your relationship and you, uh, you, know, you, you gave gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when things were going well for you. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember you in times of adversity. Not to say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this conditional you know, uh, element. But here what we're finding is a general rule. This is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that the message of Allah is explaining to us. That if you do this, then you will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never leave you alone in the times of adversity. But Allah will be with you. So subhanAllah, this is, a, this is the first category that I want us to reflect upon and I want us to think upon that gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the state of abundance, in the state of prosperity, in the state of goodness, right? And not just alhamdulillah, I'm not talking about lip service. Everyone says alhamdulillah. Everyone says it, lip service. I'm talking about actual gratitude, conscientious remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Stopping, pausing in our busy schedules, making that time for that dua, making that time for the tahajjud, making that time for the azkars of, of, of the subh making those times for those reminders those remembrances and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying Allah, oh Allah praise be to you who has given me all of this good and that doesn't mean and remember that doesn't mean just because you're praising Allah you will not be tested, you will still be tested because that is part of the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but let's move on to the next part because we've got about 15 minutes left and that is the second state that the hadith indicates. And the hadith indicates, right, so that we've done the first part. وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ ضَرَّعُ صَبَرُ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ And if he is afflicted by harm, 
And if the believer is afflicted by harm, if he's afflicted by trial, if he's afflicted by a test by Allah, he's afflicted by a tragedy, sabr, he is patient. فَكَانَ خَيْرَ And that is good for him. And that is good for him. So if something falls upon him, if some harm befalls him, and he is put to trial, and he's put to tribulation, and he's put to a test by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is sabr. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ How many times do we, do, we, do we read this word of sabr in the Qur'an? And wallahi, wallahi, I will tell you, and anyone who goes through difficulty will tell you the difficulty of sabr. It is not easy. It is not the theory. It is not two plus two equals four. It's not something you switch on and you switch off. It is something that is very profound, something that affects your emotions, something that affects your mind, something that affects your outward outward elements, something that affects you in, in, inwardly. It is something that needs to be stabilized, that you need to stabilize, you need to pull together, you need to pull your, your bodies, your components of your, of your body parts together, you need to pull your heart together, you need to pull your mind together, you need to stabilize your heart, you need to stabilize your mind, and, and your heart and your mind are running wild. They're running wild. They're running wild because of fear, they're running wild because of the, the feelings that are rampant, they're running wild because of you know, what is being alleged and what is being said, they're running wild because of, your, you know, because of the distance that has been created, they're running wild because of the, the trial that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. And it's at that stage when you have to be able to pull all of these different, you know, co- compelling, not compelling, but, uh, you know, components that are pulling in, in the opposite direction, you have to pull them together. And you have to tie them together and unite them with the aqidah of Islam. You have to reunite them with, the, with these ayats. You have to reunite them with these hadiths. You have to reunite them with, the, with these reminders. And wallahi, it is very, very, very difficult. Very difficult. But like I said, if our hearts and our minds and our bodies and our, have been moist with this reminder, moist with this reminder, it will make it that little easier. It will make it that little easier, only that little easier. And these tests and trials are inevitable. They're inevitable. These hardships are not only inevitable, they're needed. They are needed. I mean, it's, uh, wallahi, think about it. It is so strange sometimes when we say these from our own mouths. These hardships, these trials, these tests, they are not only inevitable, they are not only part of the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but me and you, we need them. We need them. And I'll explain to you why I say that. And even though it's so harsh, it's so harsh because who likes being tested? Who likes being trialed? Who likes going through these difficulties? No one likes it. It's part of our human nature. We don't like, we don't like inconvenience. We don't like discomfort. We don't like something which is uncomfortable for us. That's part of human nature. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this human nature within us. And then He has given us Islam. And Islam has come to, you know, condition this human nature. Islam has come to, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know develop this human nature. To shape this human nature. So these hardships are inevitable, part of dunya, part of life, part of the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is well established, we know that. And they are needed... I'm going to focus on the second part, needed, because otherwise me and you would forget. Me and you would forget. We would forget. Just like I described my own personal circumstance. When I I found little time, or if any time, to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I found it difficult to to weep in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I found that, you know, my heart was becoming coarse and was becoming harsh. I found that I wasn't making enough time for dua, supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You begin to forget because you become preoccupied. You have been very engaged and busy with so many other things, you forget. So when we forget, we need the reminder and you get the reminder when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts you into that difficulty. That's the reminder. So that's why the, the Prophet sallallahu said, even in the difficulty is a blessing for the believer. Even in the difficulty, there's blessing because the, the difficulty is a source of a reminder. 
and wallahi any difficulty that is a source of a reminder and I am reminded and you are reminded by it before we enter our graves is the greatest blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah reminded us before we reach our graves. It is needed because through these tests and trials, through these tests, through Allah testing us, through Allah putting us into difficulty, Allah rewards you. Allah blesses you. Allah raises your ranks. And I have said it many times, if it was up to me and up to you, we would constantly be at the same level. We're happy with status quo. We're happy with, you know, with that little. Apart from when it comes to the dunya, obviously we're always pushing ourselves when it comes to the dunya. But when it comes to the deen, when it comes to the al-akhirah, we're not perhaps necessarily pushing ourselves. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to take us to perhaps that next level in Jannah. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to raise our rank. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to test us. And through that, test our, our character, our commitment. The lips, the, the words that we utter from our lips. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are needed to be put through these tests and these trials and these uh, and these difficulties so that they are a source of further blessing. They are a source of further rewards. They are a source of our status to be raised in the ranks, in the hereafter, in the view, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahi, the difficulty, do not, do not see it as a punishment. Do not see it in a negative way, but rather see it as a positive that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing me. And it's a reminder for me to come back to Allah. It's a reminder to, for me to get closer to Allah. It's a reminder for me to reap rewards and blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, my heart is weeping. Yes, my heart is weeping. Yes, my you know, emotions are, are almost out of control. Yes, I weep in the mornings, in the evenings, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate and to make things easy for me. But whether I do that for a day, whether I do that for a week, whether I'm destined to do that for a month, whether I'm destined to do that for two months, or whether I'm destined to do that for 30 years or 40 years, like the case of the father of Yusuf Yaqub It was through that that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised and raised and raised and raised the status of these great messengers and great people who came before us. And through them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us examples. And of course, these trials and these difficulties are needed to account and to correct. To account and to correct because we make mistakes, we go wrong. We go in the wrong direction in life sometimes. We take the wrong decision in life sometimes. And we need that decision to be corrected. We need that decision to, we need someone to account us. And sometimes it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who accounts us and who brings us back in line. And subhanallah, this is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings us back into line, brings us back into shape, brings us back into, you know, you know where we belong, where we should be. You know, when we've deprioritized something that we should have prioritized, Allah brings us back. And sometimes you have to have some pain for the greater goodness. Isn't that a part of a life? Isn't that, don't we see analogies of, of, of all of that? All the time. You have to go, you know, one of the brothers messaged his, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give his father shifa. He's ill. And you have to go through a, a lengthy operation. And a painful operation. A very difficult operation. Very difficult for the individual. Very difficult for the family. Very difficult for the loved ones. But if you don't go through that, you're not going to be able to come out on the other side. You have to you have to take a bit of a bit of a difficulty. These are all part of the short term harms, inconveniences we must experience before the joys of relief. The injection before the, the pain relief. The treatment before the, the pain relief. This is part and parcel of the process and these difficulties it, Almost, you know, consider them, almost consider them as part of that experience that we must go through, that injection that we must take before we, inshallah ta'ala, experience the joys of relief. And it's obligatory upon, you know, the believer that when he is in this state of trial and, and difficulty and, 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 uh, and, and uh, tribulation, that he is patient. He doesn't utter from his mouth what he shouldn't utter. And he turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his overwhelming wisdom. He is testing the believer 
and he tests the believers with many different types of tests. It is obligatory upon him to be patient. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should know from, from the text that the difficulty that has befallen us would have always befallen us. It would never have passed by us if Allah has already decreed it. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not test me and test you to destroy us. Allah does not put us into difficulty to destroy us. Allah puts us into difficulty to test in order to show His patience and His servitude. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, He gives us, uh, He allows us to reflect upon this reminder, upon this beautiful, beautiful hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Most of the creation, I'm just reading this note here, most of the creation give the servitude in that which they love. However, the matter is giving the servitude in that which there is hardship. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, absolutely beautiful, beautiful reminder. So inshallah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allows us to reflect upon this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa As I said, I was uh, hoping to spend uh, the, the full hour on it and uh, I've run out of time. Uh, I still had a couple of uh, additional notes to, to, to mention, but I think we've, we've got the gist of this hadith that whether we're in, in a state of goodness uh, on, and the state of blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us raise our hands and let us give the shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show our gratitude to Allah and whether we are being tested remember wallahi you've all seen the, the these you know emojos that go around whatever you call them and these uh, you know gifts that or jpegs that go around or these gifts that go around you know that when the believer he sees the the reward on yawm al qiyamah for the tests and trials that he faced on this earth he will wish he would wish that you know he was tried and tested in his uh, throughout his life in its entirety in its entirety, because that is the reward, but it is very, very difficult. I ask, I ask, I ask you, my listeners, that to, rem- to, to remember me in your du'as. I am in need of your du'as. To remember me in your du'as. I ask you to remember our Muslims around the world who are in need of our du'as, who are going through experience in difficulty and hardship. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who are shakirin in, 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 uh, in, urkha, in, in goodness, and we also ask Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who are shakirin and who saw shabr, sabr in difficulty. Aquli kuli haza wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li walidayya wa li walidayyum fastaghfiru innahu wa lafur rahim. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.